Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef. Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host Jamal, and I'm saying my last name Newman. I don't know why we haven't been doing that. Why, why are you guys trying to? Reeves doesn't do it. My last name. You don't want your last name on mm-hmm. the thing. You don't want to be connected Never. to this at all. Okay. I like to have a little bit of mystery. Okay. Co-host with me, first name only, Reeves. Say mm-hmm. what's up. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's just me. It's Reeves. Okay. You will know nothing else about me. And then <laughs> now, do you want to introduce um, me and Third Mike are on the outs? So, do you want to introduce Third Mike, or should I do? Um. I think it would be nice if you guys could reconcile. Is that like serious? That. Okay. Um, coming in last place, uh, he's the the guy with the bits that just don't quit. Please welcome to the show, Brian Jackson. Hello. For those wondering, my middle name is Adam. Oh. Put it out there. Find me. His no, name is Baj. His name is Baj. I have good. I have good initials. Yeah, they go well in the back of a motorcycle club jacket. Mm. Oh, wow. That was seamless. (laughs) Is that what story time with Brian, sons of... Okay, who's ready for story time with Brian Jackson? Story time with Brian Jackson. There it is. It doesn't (laughs) quite work. There it is. So what Jamal wants me to tell you guys is that I am considering... Getting a motorized bike, or as they've been calling it these days, motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So this my plan is is shocking. Right? My plan is to get it and go very slow, and be the yeah. safest motorcycle boy you've ever seen. I want that's not gonna happen. An old one from like the eighties, like an old Honda CB. Like they they get turned into like cafe yeah. racers a lot. Uh, is what they do with mm-hmm. them now. But like that, like a mm-hmm. like a Nighthawk or uh, Shadow. I think they're called. I don't know. Taking the class next month. It's something I've always wanted to kind of do. And now I live why? in the suburbs. Why? Yeah, why is it why I is don't... a motorcycle something you've always wanted to do? Mm, looks cool. I uh I grew up in a place where people have uh mopeds. Um and you never got is... it out of your system on the moped? Nope, I never got a moped. I finally got one. I asked one for so long. <clears throat> here's here's a real story time with Brian Cole, baby. Is um when I was in high school, my mom told me that if I played football, she would buy me a moped. If I played high school football, she would buy me a moped. And I played high school football, and I did not get a moped from her. Oh, no. <laughs> Shout out to Brian's mom pulling the old switcheroo. Yeah, truly wow. got but me with you, that one. <laughs> tricked did me you enjoy bit. playing football? I yeah, enjoyed fun? playing football. I did not enjoy practicing football. Mm, Why? Just because of the training? There's nothing at stake at practice. Yeah, you're a game time guy. I don't. Yeah, I you know practice. Talk about practice. Mm. I don't like to run, and we would start every practice with uh, running a mile. Here's yeah. let's get let's let's really you want to really dive into it. Mm-hmm. Talk about what I talk about my therapist like every week. Sure. Is there was you talk about your football you practices, about football practice, and I, motorcycles? I really do. Because of this, there was one person. There we go. Uh, and I'll say their name, Vernon Merritt. And that, and that name sounds their name. so redneck. 
And we're putting their name. Who on was uh, my my buddy Adam, who uh, is now a cop at Ocean City. It was his dad, and he was one year younger than me. He coached everything that we did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was the little league coach. He was like the basketball coach. He coached high school football. Um, for whatever reason, he he always put me on his teams, and he never played me. In Little League, the rules state that a kid has to get at least one at-bat mm-hmm. and two innings. That's the minimum. And yep. that's what I did in Little League. Yeah. These aren't good kids. We, we didn't, like, come from a place where, like, the Little League teams mattered. Mm-hmm. They were all garbage. And I just didn't get to play much. And then he also coached basketball. And then he, when I got to high school, he coached football. And I didn't play much there. And I believe the, in football because I played football. I believe in football, you had to play like 14 plays and then they could take you out for the rest of the game. I mean, if that was the rule, then that's what I did. But I mean, that's what I heard because I actually played on the field because I was actually good. But this is what I heard from watching other people like hang their heads low by not getting in the game. That brings me to my question to you, Brian, (laughs) and all these sports that you were, you know, given the bare minimum to play in terms of play time. Were you any good? Okay. Here's my... I'm going to answer that question. <laughs> uh, Should have been an immediate yes. yes I'm gonna, no, 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 no. I, I just like here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that question. Uh, actually, I'm going to get my good friend Dwayne The Rock Johnson to come here and answer that question. Uh, and his answer is, it doesn't matter. It's no, it children's does. sports. It, it does it matter. It does not no. matter. No, 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 yes, no, no. It does. What should come above? What should, unless you are in fucking Texas and it's, Texas Forever football where no. it matters. Nah. What should come above doing well nah. is that every kid has fun nah. and learns to play a team sport nah. and gets to have as much access to the sport as possible. No, I this was is not the by any chance the worst person that has ever played those sports. But because you don't get the time to play them, you get dis- uh, you get like upset and you get – uh, you don't do it. You stop. You don't you stop Man. trying. Hmm. So, Man. Hmm. can you imagine Brian cutting this promo and yeah. last chance you and becoming <laughs> the most hated person ever yeah. on that show? Yeah. <laughs> no, people would get behind me. No, they yeah. would. Oh, on I'm last not. chance you. I was thinking yeah. you said last chance kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's true. So, we it's interesting. Brian has an interesting take. I've never been this kid. I was always playing, I was always. Starting five, always starting eleven. Truly shouldn't matter. Um, it truly it actually matter. should because here's why, Brian. You're in the trenches when you're on the field, especially in football. You're on the field, and the kids need a leader. I was I played quarterback. I know what it's like to lead young. Did you kids. really? Yeah, I did. I played quarterback, oh, I and I'll that. tell you something right now. When you're in the huddle, that? when you're in why the huddle, it it's not. A, yeah, it's why are you keeping that from us? That's did something happen on the field? Yes. Uh oh. Someone, you know, when someone lets a dog loose on the field. Mm-hmm. I've heard I'm of a that. Cat, I'm a cat person, and that dog could smell that I was a cat person. <laughs> and it so, beelined straight to me, and it bit yep. me right on my knee. And as I turned to run, I then tore my ACL, and I screeched out in pain. And it just dragged me around the field for a good five minutes before anyone could stop the dog because it was just ravenous. And you should I have done a football. season. You should have. You should have done a season two, Danny Rojas. You guys get that? Nope. No. Oh. 
Ted so Lasso. That was a moment. I remember when I was being dragged on the field by this stray dog who got on the field. I remember being like, why couldn't I be one of the kids who suck? I'd be on the bench right now. Mm-hmm. Safe. That's that's tough. And I mean, ugh, I don't know. I don't want to like tell the rest of your story, but what happened during the game and that dog after you couldn't play quarterback anymore and the dog was on the field? Well, let's just say it didn't end well for the dog. Oh really? <laughs> no. Almost, almost immediately. It didn't end well for the dog. Um, oh, he got busted man. for. Um, well, you know how people steroids. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know how uh, people start races sometime with a pistol. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Well, well, imagine imagine if you ended a race with a pistol and the dog is the race. I tell you what, any race that I'm in is going to end with a pistol. Wait. Anyway, so Brian, what I, I got to say mean. is, as someone who actually played on the field and started and cared about the sport they were playing, because that's another thing that Brian's not telling everyone. He doesn't actually, he never actually cared about any of these sports. You're right. I don't care. Exactly. And that's why I talk about that's, it with my therapist exactly. at 36. He, Brian, I knew this. I, I knew, I, I knew you all. didn't care at all because this is the same mentality that w- kids like me who did care had to deal with is a guy like you who didn't really care, but then would complain about not playing a bunch, but you didn't care. You didn't, you just said you didn't even care in practice. You didn't care. So why do you need to play all game when there's a better player who does care, who should take your place? Um, because I'm a kid. Oh, please. and it doesn't matter. See what you, but what does that teach you? Does that teach you that if you don't care about something, you should get it anyways? Yeah. Okay. What position did you play, Brian? The line. That's why they put every fat kid. The line. <laughs> that's not. And also, here we no, go. That's where they put that's, the strong kids. What are you not, talking about? That, my yeah, school didn't strong. have strong kids. You were I strong. From, you played the line. I am from a the Everyone world's smallest so town. You guys we didn't, didn't have, have no milk. No, there was no, there was milk, no milk. It didn't come to the island. It got. Well, they tried to bring the milk to the island, but stagecoach robbers mm-hmm. always got it every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I mean, you played Red Dead Redemption Two. Was like that, but with milk every time. They even all right now. Take it easy. Give me this money. Either you hand over the milk, you either hand over the milk, or you want to end the night with the rest of the grave robbers. Speaking of, did anyone get in contact with Tom this week? I got a voicemail. You got a voicemail. I got a voicemail from Tom Colicchio. What did he say? Uh, verbatim or like the gist of what he said? Um, the gist would probably be nice. Yeah. The gist was he, he he called me and he was like, "What up, blood?" Um, okay. And I was Racist. like, "Okay, um, yeah, because I'm I'm a crypt, you know that." Um, and he was like, "Hey, really enjoying what you're doing. Like your uh, like your take on hosting." question when are you gonna have another and this is how he put it not how i put it um, a person who if they looked in the mirror they'd look kind of like you on the show and i was like mm. i was like what i was thinking to myself I was like, what is he talking about and i realized he's like he wants more black people on the show yeah <clears throat> and i think it's because you know he hangs up a lot of black people we're pretty cool yeah, I think he's trying to say that we're not as cool as we could be. I don't know. Um, but then after that, he said, um, also, 
I had grits this week. He just told you. <laughs> yeah, he just randomly. He randomly. Black people. He randomly said, "I had grits this week. I don't know why I've been holding out so long. I put some. I put some cheese and hot sauce on. They're pretty dope. They're pretty tight. Wow. They're... Um. Dun, dun, dun. Um. And then at the end of it, he said, uh, have, are you a fan of the Michael Jordan six ring sneaker line? I think they got some pretty dope colors. You're going to buy one. And I, I was just like, why is he, why is he telling me all this stuff? Mm. And he's I, trying and to like I, connect with you. I think. He's super trying to connect. And I was like, why not just save this for an actual phone call? Could you hear mm-hmm. what was like going on in the background? Cause I know he likes to use the phone when he's out running errands. Yeah. Yes. In the background, it, it sounded like he was in a barber shop. Okay. okay. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> like a that, I believe like a barbershop barbershop, not like I, a yeah, like a actual like where I go cut my hair. Like that's what it sounded like because people were being loud in the background. There's like you could keep hearing clicking sounds and then buzzing sounds, like uh, clippers being turned on and turned mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where? Why would he be at a black barbershop? He's got no hair. Yeah. Uh, you think he could do that himself, but I yeah. guess. Yeah. And then he said, Oh, I'm up next. I got to go. Like, that's how he hung up on me. He said, Oh, shit. Yo, I'm up next. I'll hit you later. And then he sent me a picture of him like an hour and a half later with his lineup. With the fresh cut. Yeah, with a fresh mm-hmm. lineup. And all it was was just like a corner on each side of, of hair that had kind of been sprayed on <laughs> to make it look like he had a hairline. Okay. <laughs> and, that's and that's it. So he just basically had a traced outline. <laughs> he had a traced outline. Hair should yeah. be. Okay. Yeah. He did like the unfilled in Carlos Boozer, just like yeah. just the outline. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And he that sent it to like me. And he sent it to me. He said, he said, and it spelled out. Because he feels like he's looking good, <laughs> yeah. right? He's like, he said, ooh, I'm going to get him with this one. <laughs> Look good, feel good. No, he didn't say that. He just said, ooh, I'm going to get him with this one. Okay. Yeah. He does like to do that. He He's one of those people I feel like that like if he has just a couple of minutes where mm-hmm. he's not doing some kind of activity, that's when he needs to like call someone. So on his yeah. way to things, yep. when he's waiting mm-hmm. for things, he's like mm-hmm. got to constantly have something going on. So he's yep. like... Yeah, I'm waiting in the grocery line, just wanting to see what's going on. It's like yeah. you don't need to call me. This is, we're, we're not going to get anything from this conversation. You don't need to call me now. So, anyone else get in contact with Tom this week? I thought he was going to leave a voicemail about some script or something, but he didn't. Well, are are you going to take him up on what he he said? Oh like, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna, color. I, I'm going to try and get some more people of color on the on the show. That's good. Maybe a woman too. That's nice. Yes. Well, I think we probably need to stay consistent with our no guest thing <laughs> Yeah. this season. Well, I don't know if you guys have someone. I don't have any more people that I know in my no, life. I have no one. I don't know anyone else. Okay. I have No, I've cut off all anyone. communication with anyone else other than you two. Okay. Well, fans, well, you know, you guys got to hook us up with some guests because we don't know anyone else in the world. So, If you're oh. a fan of the show and you want to come on the show, send a message. At Pod Chef Podcast. Yeah. Um, I did get an email from Tom. <laughs> Thank you. And then in the email, he just said, like, he's been doing a lot of art lately. Nice. He's like, I've, I'm done with scripts. I'm just doing a lot of art. And then he well, said, script me, is kind of art. 
It is. It's a type of art, right? It's yeah. creative writing. Yeah. So and it's storytelling. The movie me and Brian did is work of art. So he he's been getting into I think like more like drawing and painting. And so he sent me a self drawing, and it's like, do you guys know Super Saiyans? Mm-hmm. I do. Dragon Ball Z. I do. <clears throat> so the, okay, Ryan, and I don't really fully understand it, but I think it's like if. In Dragon Ball Z, if someone like really gets psyched, their hair well, turns blonde. Well, it's a race of of warrior. It's a warrior race from the planet Saiyan, and you know when they get angry, their anger can be triggered to get them super powered. And if you get strong enough, you become a Super Saiyan. And Super Saiyan turns their hair blonde. Okay. And then, of course, there's other iterations. But if we're just talking about Super Saiyans, we'll just leave it there. There you go. So it's like a race thing. Yeah, you um, got to catch them all. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> anyway he drew a picture of himself as a super saiyan so like he's got like really blonde hair and he's nice. like he's got like a lot of like fire behind him Ooh, but it's wow. like you know he's cooking on the grill or something like that so that's where that's like the fires cool. come from yeah but he also did attach a script um you guys want to hear the script of course yeah he did say he's like here's here's one from the old script. So I it's guess the it's the old like, script now. It's oh. the it's the old one because you know he wrote all these other iterations. So he said this one's. He said I'll just throw you a bone here. Here's here's a page from uh, here's a scene from the old script. So this Thank one is you, from Tom. page four hundred and fifty, which seems. I mean, I this movie seems so long. It's gonna have to be like multiple Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. At this I point, so. we're at Return of the King. This is his Return of the King. Yeah, which already is a long movie. This and is I his think, yeah. Deer Hunter, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another That's very long. long it's movie. a long movie for everyone who doesn't get that reference. It's very good. You guys should watch it. It's good. Christopher Walken's great in it. Um, so here we go. Page four hundred and fifty. Wow. Interior. A dark, abandoned kitchen somewhere in L.A. Tom is flush up against a wall, a mm. sawed-off shotgun in one hand and three throwing stars in the other. Holy crap. We hear a beeping in the distance. Beep, 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 beep. A dozen quizzing bots are searching all around the kitchen with their blasters out. Oh, wow. Tom takes a deep breath in. Tom, go. Tom jumps from behind the wall. The action slowly transitions into animation. Yeah. He, st- he starts to shoot and throws the stars that land perfectly in the heads of three searching bots. The remaining bots whip around and begin to fire. Tom jumps into an oven for cover. The bots move over to the oven and bend down to look in. Tom kicks the door open and destroys two more bots. He dive rolls out. The bots begin to shoot at him again. He, he grabs two cast iron skillets to deflect the blast. He backflips over a table and grabs a pizza tray. He throws it like a frisbee and it slices the heads off all but one bot. Tom runs towards the last bot as it's shooting at him. Tom jumps in the air and kicks his blaster arm off. The bot falls to the ground. Tom. I got two words for you. Last chance. 
kitchen robot <laughs> that's more than before he can finish speaking tom does the dx crotch chop and then blows the robot's head off tom then walks over to a walk-in freezer and shoots the padlock off the door he goes in and reaches in or reaches his hand out to a mysterious person on the floor tom Someone's in the freezer someone is in the freezer a mysterious safe, person safe mm-hmm tom Come with me if you want to cook. We cut to the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City. Oh, the Met. mm -hmm. (coughs) The Met Gala. The Met Gala. We are in the middle of a performance of Carmen to a packed house of stuffy, richy, rich types. Wait. How does Carmen go? Carmen is... uh, No, that's like a pizza commercial. No. Yeah, that's a pizza pie commercial. (laughs) You're Um, doing the Pizza Hut commercial. Yeah. But, Jamal, if you want to find a clip from Carmen and send it to Brian, you can put it underneath this. It's a nice little underscore. (laughs) (laughs) He just scratched his head while he made that sound. Okay. So, So we're in the middle of a performance of Carmen to a packed house of stuffy, richy, rich types. We pan from the stage up to the opera box. Padma is seated there, surrounded by Secret Service agents. She is enjoying the opera and has a smug look on her face. She would. We see some rumbling behind the security guards. Oh. A very nerdy stooge quickly walks over to Padma. He leans in and whispers something in Padma's ear. Her facial expression slowly changes from a slight smile to a disappointed scowl cut to an actor on stage singing a high note at the end of the song. The audience applauds. Padma stays motionless. And that's the scene. Oh boy. I don't know about you guys, but I know we're 400 pages in, 470 pages in, whatever. That was 450, but I'm sure it's 470 somewhere around there. Okay, Padma's character every time referenced or is in the actual movie is like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like the presence is just overwhelming. Yeah, and I mean, like we all remember when Darth Vader went and saw a rendition of Carmen. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and it was just all like stormtroopers it. performing it mm-hmm. with their helmets on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it was hard to tell if they liked it or not because you know everyone's got their helmets on. And we can barely hear anyone singing, but yeah. Then he choked out that guy who was doing that pizza commercial rendition. Yeah, they were doing it bad, so he just did like yeah. the. He was, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just like. Yeah, and he was like, "Your, I find your lack of falsetto uh, disturbing." disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Wait. So, who was the figure that he lifted up out of the walk-in freezer? We don't know. We We gotta finish the movie to find out. The Christopher Walk-in freezer. Hey, has SNL done that? Christopher Walk-in freezer. Christopher Walk-in freezer. Wait, no, that's I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, okay. pretty close. <laughs> oh my the god! Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, they haven't done that, but I think we should write it and pitch it. I think we're in SNL script season, so <laughs> we're all Maybe writing Tom our packets. Write. Maybe Tom will write a packet for SNL. Mm-hmm. He should. I think he knows Colin jokes or whatever his name is, um, and he could send it to him directly. That's how you get on the show. You'll be friends with Colin Jokes. 
Rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're all broken up about that. This is chef's, such a bummer of an episode. Chefs, <laughs> chefs, I prepared for you. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, this is a segment that uh, Third Mike came up with, and we keep doing every week called "Chefs I Prepare for You." The best we, thing we do on the podcast. We talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night, and present it to you as if we're presenting it to the judges on Top Chef. I'll go first. Baked rotisserie chicken thighs, air fryer broccoli, and sautéed sweet potatoes. Yes, it was very boring. Like we can move on. <laughs> Chefs, I prepared for you buttermilk brine roast chicken with a little bit of roasted asparagus to go along with it. Okay. Marinate that chicken and buttermilk for two days. Nice two and juicy. days. Two days, baby. That's almost as long Jesus was in the cave. Did you mm-hmm. say Brian roast chicken? Not on purpose. Okay. If he just... did, then he roasted the chicken, which is the way that I do it, which is, of mm-hmm. course, go to the Raw. store. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two days is so long. I bet that chicken tasted like milk. Mm, it tasted delicious. Very, I bet you very melted juicy. in your mouth like milk. It was wonderful. What did you? What do you do, thighs? Uh, no, I do a whole chicken, baby. He does the whole thing. The whole you bird. break it down? Mm, no, I mean I break it down after I cook it. Yeah. Okay. And Wait. Now explain this to Brian. <laughs> he doesn't know how you were able to cook Brian? a whole chicken. Go ahead. Brian looks so confused. So it's a whole chicken, right? Yeah. You get the whole chicken. I I tie it. I put it in. I cook it. It's done. It's roasted. I take it out. I let it sit for like five minutes, and then I break it down. I cut it and break it down, and then I eat it, the whole thing by myself. This is after you put an entire chicken in a bowl full of buttermilk. Yeah. So I put it in a Ziploc bag, Yep. and then okay. I put it in my fridge. And it sits there. Ziploc bags. It's got to be a huge Ziploc bag. It's so big. It's so big. It's like a trash bag, man. Yeah. You can get a custom made at Costco. Jenny's like, what's this trash bag in the fridge? You're like, it's dinner in two days. (laughs) Just you wait. She picks it up. A bunch of buttermilk comes out. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. No, stop, stop. (laughs) I'm using the extra for pancakes. No, you. So. (laughs) Buttermilk chicken pancake. What? You can get chickens that are maybe like three to five pounds, and they fit pretty well in those like big Ziploc bags. If you get anything over five pounds, it's going to be hard to get it in there. That makes sense. Yep. Solid work. Yep. Solid work, solid effort. It's my specialty. Chefs, last night I prepared for you dinner at a restaurant called Casa di Paco in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, there, it's a tapas place, um, which if you are wondering what that means in English, it means that it sort of sounds like you're saying topless. Um, <laughs> um, I got uh, some garlic shrimp and I got uh, a little ch- chicken empanadas and uh, we got some potatoes bravas and I had someone's uh, tried something that they had a little uh, tuna tartare thing on a, a little piece of bread. Wait, and I had an tried... award-winning drink. Hold on. You tried someone else's food? Because it's tapas. Yeah, like you're supposed to do. I, I, I Again, Jamal doesn't know what tapas is. It's because he did think that it was topless. And when he ordered one thing at a topless place, and he was like, no, it's fine. I'm waiting for the rest of my food. And you're like, you're not getting more. We've talked about this. I got spoken to by so many um, of the women who worked at that place because they were like, this is a tapas place. Yeah, then you can't be like, I, yeah, I know. Take yeah. it off. 
I get it. You don't have to explain it, it to me. Why do you think there's a line outside? Why do you keep saying it? I heard you. Take it off. Look at these prices. It better be topless. <laughs> and then he goes to a strip club and he's like, where are the little plates? <laughs> well, I like you guys weird, are getting along now. <laughs> this episode's weird, man. It's nice. I mean, normally I would shut down that kind of talk, but <laughs> it's just very nice to hear you guys get along. Um, and it's... Sounds like you had a nice dinner. Um, did you just you have one one set of food, or did you have seconds? Did, just did a little. Didn't do too much. Uh, Should have done more, and that's why then I had second dinner at midnight when I had McDonald's. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you had a second helping. We'll be right back after this commercial break. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Pod Chef. And we're back. Season 4, episode 11 of Pod Chef, but season 3, episode 11 of Top Chef. This is where it's called Second Helping. This is where you press play if you're watching along. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. They're doing it over. Second Helping. They're doing Restaurant Wars over again because they couldn't get it right the first time. Okay? Quick Fire Challenge is basically making the teams do mise en place. This is mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, this they is fun. Do this they do often. this. They try and do it a lot. I feel like I don't know if they did it this year or not. I can't remember. But they they've they've done it a lot. I really like this challenge because you do see how well people like their knife skills and stuff. There was one year where someone I don't remember who it was, if it was like a couple years ago or whatever, where it was like a qualifying thing to get onto the show. Yep. And there was a guy that like couldn't didn't know how to like break down a chicken or something that he should have known if you're a chef, especially if you want to be on a chef competition show. And Tom got so angry he kicked his ass yep. off the show. Yeah, it's like season six. Yes, that's probably right. Anyway, that didn't happen this episode. They just did it. Um and it was fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch. This is what we want to see. Me. Mm-hmm. Oyster. When I say we, I mean me. You, yeah. the audience. Oyster Popping oysters. Yeah, popping oysters. If you guys had to do this challenge, which one would you volunteer to take? Well, let's let's look at it with the three of us here. We each have to pick one of the things. So depending on who gets what, we we have to do the other one. What was the last one? It was separate eggs and then whisk whisk the white yolk until it's basically like, um, whatchamacallit, what's it called? I forgot. But Stiff you, peaks. You, I will you, not do. I, I will not do it, the chicken. You whisk it until it's basically like a meringue, and you can turn yeah. it upside down, and it can't mm. fall out for five seconds. Um. Well, I think Brian should do the oysters, right? That would probably be I the thing you would be best at. Yeah. Yeah. And you like to shuck. Hey man, been and doing it since it. I was fourteen. He likes the jive too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. The trick with oysters, you go through the back. You go through the back of it. You don't go through the front. Yeah, and you know how trick. to do the thing with the membrane and everything? You just gotta like cut it off the shell. Like oh, they're like, you gotta cut the muscle loose. And you cut it off the shell because it's got a little attachy part to it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so I'll do the oysters. Easy. Easy. Reeves. I, that leaves so I, I assume Reeves, because of your uh worldly heritage. You either want to dice the onions or you want to break down the bird. You don't want to do the whisking. <laughs> I would feel I, I feel confident that I could do that. The only one that I don't think I could do is the oyster thing because I don't have any experience with that. Mm, I think I probably would do the best with the chicken. 
and then maybe what do you think you would be the best at? I think three? I can fly through the onions. I don't understand people okay. who cut onions and then they're like crying. Those let me tell you something. Onions in my house, they are diced and thrown in the pan before one even tear can come down my face. They're done. <laughs> they're they're dispatched. They're taken I care wear of. Goggles. I wear goggles when I cut Reeves, mine, but I'm I do cut them do fast. Really? But yes, I do have to wear Reeves. goggles. Reeves, when you I'm cutting onions, goggles? you want to know when I start crying when they're cooking because I'm like, God, that was so fast. Now they're sweating already <laughs> in the pan. God, I'm so your great. Work. I've got such great knife work. Now, okay, so I do the chicken, you do the onion. Who out of I'll, the three I'll, of us, who would be the best at the? I'll come back around and do the whisking. I don't care. I handle eggs. Okay. Okay. It's all forearm. With the whisking, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> okay, now we're at we're at odds again. We're at the out. We're on the outs again. We we're having so much fun earlier, and now tapas. we are mad at each other. It's all forearm. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get with my elbow. So this was a lot of fun. Brian Malarkey is great at shucking oysters. Mm-hmm. Sarah is so good at cutting onions. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she Casey? fucking kills it. Oh, Sarah. No, okay, Casey yeah. sucked at cutting. Onions. Yeah, Casey, Casey sucked. Did it nice. She was taking her time. Uh huh. Yeah. She wanted to make it presentable. <clears throat> They're onions. Sarah's and, like, Sarah's dispatching those onions. Like they were like invaders. Yeah. And Hung is destroying a chicken so quickly yeah. and so manically that Tom is amused by it. Tom yeah, is like face. laughing. Tom is like, his head. he's like, okay, well, don't let this guy get around chickens. Yeah. He's gonna massacre a monster. Them. I gotta uh-huh. say, and I'm sorry that I'm bringing this up. Don't be sorry. But it almost seems like he was putting on a show to maybe threaten someone with his knife, like letting it be known that Hung is good with a knife. Uh, maybe someone watching at home, maybe his home, mm-hmm. uh, to send a message, just to be all like, the hey. things that you want to cut this episode. You want to put this in? You want to keep doing this? Monkey, yeah. I want to talk okay. about monkeys more. Okay. <laughs> Just put it, you know, really just showing the monkey what, what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm the man of this house, okay? Yep. I own the, I pay the mortgage, okay? <laughs> You're just a monkey. You just live here. Okay. No matter how much you boss me and push me around <laughs> and have me scared to the point where I don't want to leave my room in the morning. <laughs> I show you with how I cut up a chicken. Yeah, I think you're right, Brian. Okay, I think good. that was in his mind. All right, yeah. good. Yeah. Just it's so true. everyone who's listening can understand something, there's going to be a lot of stuff cut out of this episode, but this is going to be kept in. Yeah. So sure. all this the conversations funny. we had that were maybe like real conversations between three pals, that stuff will probably be cut, but this monkey bit is going to stay in. It was necessary. Yeah, it was pretty good, I thought. So another so girl- hung thing, sorry. Another hung, this isn't about a monkey though. It's the whole door thing with Hung where he doesn't like to hold the door. Yeah. He does kind of do it again, but it's not like him not holding the door. It's a door is closing and he rushes by and, and doesn't touch it. it. Yeah, he kicks it. Uh, That's right. He yeah. kicks it. And it's like th- there's something there, right? There's where he doesn't want to touch there. a door. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems like what you do like on the New York subway. Like if you're opening the door to go to the mm. NJ trains like I do, you push the door. Hope the person in front of you pushes enough. You can go, and just kind of get in there. I don't want to touch mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that's what people did. All right, you don't want to. Yeah, you want to touch things in in New York as little as as as, as little as you can. Gotcha. So the garage team wins, and the superstar squad can't believe they lost. 
Um, although if I'm, that's like an omen. If you're watching Casey, um, dice onions, you're like, this is not a good omen. This This whole episode was as like clear who was going home as possible. The first part is like, we all love Trey. Trey is so good. We Trey, 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 Trey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we finally found out who the guy was who said that he was. Oh, hang on, I'm going to say the word again. Who said that he was a monkey in the last episode? <laughs> and it was Christopher Chacon, who's an interior designer. Let's listen. He's Madonna's brother. Can I play the clip, please? <laughs> Jesus. I guess Karma's a bitch because the designer is the asshole from the night before, Chris. The meat wasn't cooked properly, and if that's a vegetable medley, I'm a monkey. He is definitely one of the most annoying people I've ever met in my life. Him being Madonna's brother really doesn't save him. And I didn't catch that the first time, so I guess he's Madonna's brother. Good for you. Um, both teams get he, advice Madonna's from Madonna's brother's a monkey? <laughs> Monk Donna? I can see how you would think that. Um, it The way that they kind of just threw that in there, you didn't know. It, it, they kind they just kind of like, you would think that they would like introduce him as Madonna's brother. Talk about it's just a like little Dale boar. just yeah, yeah, Dale just throws it in there. Um, like they didn't even announce. Kind of, yeah, he like, didn't say it. Like I thought he would be like what Madonna likes, <laughs> like he'd reference her. Yeah. Clearly yeah. doesn't want to be associated with her. He probably got a great leg up in life being Madonna's brother. Well, but yeah, wants to make his own path in the world. Yeah. And his path is being a huge asshole and then just saying things like, let's just make it white. <laughs> like, let's just make the tablecloths white. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for White, modern, like shitty 2000s modern. I think they had kind of like plastic, like glass looking chairs. Like it just, it yeah. looked really cheap to me, but I... Listen, I'm not Madonna's brother. I don't know no, that kind not. of stuff. So. Never will be. I guess they also got better. the they got a sommelier mm-hmm. who we all knew it was going to be Brian Cranston, right? Like, there's no way they don't set up by saying like a sommelier yes. without it gonna be Brian Cranston. You guys remember that? Hung and I going to the wine store with the anticipation of meeting our sommelier. Our strategy is let's just throw ourselves in his hands and see what happens. Hey, Chess, how are you? How are you? Good. To our surprise, Sommelier is Steve from season one. Start off with a uh, Duwazakura sake. It'll be a nice contrast to the earthy flavors of the rabbit. The style of, say, a super Tuscan, but it's not from Tuscan. Something a little not traditional. You know, you don't see Pinots from from Germany ever. He may come off as arrogant, but he knows his stuff. It's true. You don't see very many Pinots from Germany ever. Mm-hmm. I've never only... seen one. Yeah. So. I haven't either, and I don't need to be Brian Cranston to tell you that. Okay? Yeah, and I've looked. So he knows what he's talking about. But on, on to talking about what the place looked like. You're not the only person who didn't like the new change of scenery because Dale was not happy that he got his whole design shaken up. Our new space looks great. It's kind of like Valentine's Day threw up all over it, but it's definitely modern, more, much more sleek, more approachable. It definitely has an edgy feel to it. So- yeah, the the ultimate uh, hmm. compliment for your place is to say blank threw up all over it. It's mm-hmm. a, a real rave review. Mm-hmm. Um, Dale definitely doesn't like this guy. 
Nope. Doesn't agree with his choice. Who would yeah. like this guy? He does suck. That guy. This guy's awful. Madonna's brother is is a real kind of he's a dick. But you gotta um, understand, back then his sister was huge. I don't. So at like, this point, this I, little rink-a-dink TV show. This, this is think she was might doing, have been like when she was wearing the cowboy hat. I think this is like spoken word album Madonna oh, wow. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Are we at like? Are we at like Guy Ritchie Madonna? I think maybe. You're right. What is? What's your favorite era of Madonna, guys? Ooh, gosh, so many come to mind when mm-hmm. I'm asked that question every... Mine's, you, mine you get around with it. the boys, and it's like, boys, what are we talking about? Yeah. Favorite era, Madonna, of course. Yes. yes. Mine is the Madonna and Britney collaboration era. When okay. they kissed? Early 2000s. Yes. When yes. they kissed at the VMAs. When which they... still, not a better VMA kiss than Spider-Man kissing Mary Jane. That's always number one. Yep. Mm-hmm. My favorite Madonna era... In in her in her Guy Ritchie movie that they do, she does this horrible rendition of uh, "I Want to Give You Candy" that the like, candy song, and Carrie and I sing it to this day. Like, we saw it once at the end of like you know TNT showing random movie, and she's just like, "I want to give you candy," and it's so bad. And that's my favorite era of Madonna because it's given me such good memories. Wow. In okay. mine is Ray of Light. That album's great. Um, <laughs> so Trey is working out at yes. the penthouse, and he's on the porch, and then out comes Team Garage on the balcony to start strategizing. And Trey's like, well, maybe now it's time for my my workout to go a little long. <laughs> yeah. And he's behind enemy lines, spying on Team Garage, and then he goes back in and immediately rats them out. Yeah. Which... Wouldn't they eventually figure out kind of what they were doing anyway? Yeah, they, and all all they did was be like, wow, that's a real heavy yeah, lineup. We're, yeah, they did We're going to do great. Yeah, yeah. They made it seem like he was going to go back and be like, we need to change everything. No. Yeah. He just yeah, no. told them. They're basically like, yeah, we're so much better than them. Don't I bet you guys 20 bucks they would have told them if they would have asked. Yeah. Like, what do you guys have? They beg like, yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, if he if he like, just stopped his workout and walked over and said, "What are you guys planning on making?" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is what we're working on." Yeah, and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, I'm not gonna tell you that. We're not telling you. <laughs> Why would I tell competition, you? Competition, you moron. I'm never telling you what I do. Ever do knock their notebooks out of their hands? Yeah, you'll never Nerd. know, you nerds. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So their team completely redoes a lot of their menu. They also mm-hmm. changed the name to um, what was it? Quant. Cut. Like yes. what you sleeping on a beach? What Madonna might have laid in in the movie with she was in with her husband Guy Ritchie? Mm-hmm. How's it actually the pronounced? Up? Isn't it? <laughs> okay. And we have to keep this in because mm-hmm. the problem here is he says the number for four in French, which mm-hmm. I thought was quat, but I might be saying it wrong. Now, he calls Madonna's brother to let him know they're making the change. <laughs> Madonna's brother tells him no one speaks French. Mm-hmm. No one would know what the hell you're talking about. And he says it's an ugly sounding word. And it sounds bad, yes. It's an ugly sounding word. Um, they Dale do it anyway. Takes his power back. <laughs> yes. He's doing it anyway. He said, we're doing it anyway. We're doing it live. Fuck it. We're doing it. 
And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. Everyone would understand it. But I guess we're kind of proving that maybe we wouldn't even know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled like quarter spelled wrong is what it looks like. It's like Q-U-A-R-T-R-E or something like that. Yes. I would pronounce it like this. Un, deux, trois, quatre. Cat. 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 Yeah, that's how you say it. Padma kind of does it right. She's like, cut. Yeah. When she says it. Yeah. But Dale says, cut. Well, cut. You know, Dale also put black tablecloths all over the place in the restaurant. So And vanilla uh, candles everywhere. <laughs> floral, floral scented candles everywhere. Um, so guess what, guys? Jeffrey Zakarian is a guest judge. And so is Ted Allen. And we know why Ted Allen's there because Bourdain is still scared of Howie. He's running. He's running. He's scared. They probably said, we need a guest judge. Hey, Ted, can you call up Anthony? Oh, he's not going to come back. Howie's still here. Until Howie mm-hmm. goes home, Bourdain will not walk through that door. Nope. Mm-mm. Mark my words. When Howie leaves, Bourdain will be back. First day. First yep. day. Bourdain's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm in the area. I thought oh, Howie went home. I, what? I liked. I wasn't scared of him at all. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I'd love to hang out with them. It's a shame he's not here. <laughs> oh, he's just over there? No, I don't need to go over there. I'm over yeah, here now. I'm, I'm over good. here now. I actually have to leave now. I gotta go <laughs> travel the world. Well, <laughs> yeah, other people showed left. up. Go ahead. You should, who should have left? Dale. He should have went home. Dale should have went home. Hold on. Dale should have went home and changed his clothes and p- looked presentable at their new reopening because not everyone liked the way he was dressed as the host. I'll be back in just a minute. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dale's wearing a short sleeve yeah, shirt and jeans. Inappropriate. Now, he looks like he's working at Denny's. Oh. Oh, so Dale looks like he's working at a Michelin-starred restaurant? I bet a lot of people didn't know this, that Denny's is a Michelin-starred restaurant. It is? Yeah. I think you can make something called the Grand Slam and get away with it for this many years uh, because you nail it every single time. That's why. You didn't know that, did you? That Denny's has a Michelin star. It's got three, actually. One for every type of burger they have there. Yeah. (laughs) So when you say someone looks like they're working at Denny's, you're literally saying someone, oh, wow, this guy looks like he's working at a Michelin star restaurant. Yeah. So thank you. Love the punching down. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> real, real solid. Real classy. Of, yeah. Of the time on Top Chef mm-hmm. when Top Chef used to be like, chickens for poor people. You look like you're working at Denny's. Just like mm-hmm. real asshole yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Allen leans to that guy and he's like, Dale's wearing jeans and short sleeves. And the other guy goes, inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. That's inappropriate. He should be, and really, he should go home and change. They cut out Tom saying in the background, "Was he going to do service fucking chicken now?" Yeah. Well, Tom also made him put his hands to the side of his uh, like body and make sure that his jeans are lower than his fingers. And they're like, "All right, they are." Mm -hmm. (laughs) So good. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm checking again in five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So. And the old- Brian had his sleeves rolled up on a button-up in jeans. He didn't look any better. And also, we didn't find out if Brian sweat any less. They didn't yes. give us the update. That's Wait. exactly. They talked so much about his sweating in the last episode. Because he got red card. Yeah. Well, that's probably. And I he think they maybe cut out card. the clip of him. 
he Being was like, kind of like, yeah, yeah well, he's showing, yeah. he kind of like put his armpit right in Padma's face. He was like, smell. What does it smell no. like now? Exactly. I'm yeah. protected. So like, yeah, she you. says fresh sport. And he's like, yeah, fresh sport. Right yeah. guard. Right guard. Yeah. He put it on his face, too, because that's what was sweating the most, his face. Not the left guard, yeah. the right guard. All I over his I face. I cannot believe they didn't give us an update on These the These are the positions Brian played. It's ridiculous. Right guard, left guard, right tackle, left tackle. Left. I played right bench. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Howie's um, mad. Oh, hold on. Let's talk about the old cast members who showed up and hung those and even know their names. Who, who showed up? Sarah. Sarah. And Joey. And, and Joey. Sarah and, and Joey. They're in the back. Uh, Dale's like, hey, hung Sarah and Joey out there. And he's like, who's Sarah and Joey? Yeah. He's literally. Joey's been gone for one week or two weeks. I mean, not very long at all. Either he's one like, of them. And he lived Sarah with these people for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. In a, and then he very pleasantly explained that the other competitors that used to be on this show. And then they're... Hung goes, oh, okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> he did not Frantically care going all. back to his job. Does not care. I think they were the last two eliminated too, right? Sarah and Joey. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, Sarah and Joey were the last two eliminated, so he definitely knows who they are. So that's very funny. Yeah, Very hung thing to do. I don't say so myself. But Howie is in the back, and he's mad. Because remember before, the first time they did this, he was executive chef. And his leadership style is one of just trust me, believe me. You don't need to, you know. You don't, don't, to, like to, you you don't have to me. like me, but you just got to know that I'm going to lead us to the promised land, which he didn't. Beat and me now, if you can. Survive yeah. if I let you. But now Sarah is executive chef, and boy, does Howie hate taking orders. He hates them. He wants to give the orders. He's not a very good team player. Yeah. No, he's not. Sarah was being direct, uh, which I guess you have to do. Yeah. Um, and he was not having it. No. But, it, I mean, she was right. Like, they liked the lamb when he re-put it out there. I'm not sure yeah. what they were doing when she when, – uh, when Sarah was giving hung direction and she he, like he was like, oh, it's really something. And she was like, make it crispy, make it crispy. We don't know what they were talking about. And it never yeah. like came up. They didn't mention I don't know. what was crispy but, or not. But she did say she wanted it crispy. So make it yeah. crispy. He I was like, do you want it crispy or does how I want it crispy? And she was like, do it again. Make it crisp. I want it crispy. I want it crispy. And I was like, yeah. yeah you That's can. how I order fucking chicken tenders. They're like, you yeah. want do grilled? You want grilled or chicken? I'm like, what? I want it crispy. <laughs> do it again. You think I'm paying you to do grilled chicken tenders? I can go home and do that shit. No, yeah, that's that shit. Crispy, sweet. baby. Yeah. And when I order my um, dry cleaning and they say, do you want it steamed? I say, I want it crispy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I'm in a nice white suit and I'm at a fancy British party and I order a martini, I say, crispy. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Right, after, <laughs> right after your sleeve breaks off because yeah. your suit's so crispy. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like if ice. I'm at a if I'm at a wedding and they're serving churros and I'm like, what do you mean? Do I want to let them cool off and let some other people maybe get some hands in here and eat some? No, I want them crispy. Yeah. No, I'm eating the rest of these. I'm eating them right now. I'm eating them right now. No oh one's God. even walking over. Why is it such a big deal? Just give me the churros. Everyone is dancing. Like yes. they're missing out. I'm not. Churro time for for Jamal. Padma also says that she has to dine and dash. Um, and they let her. They let her. <laughs> and it's fucked up. And I wonder, is that the way to do it? 
You tell them. Confidence. Confidence. Yeah, confidence. Yeah. I'm not paying for this shit. I'm not going to pay for this. Meanwhile, I got another dinner to go to. <laughs> meanwhile, Tom's in the back and we just keep getting shots of Tom eating food. Yeah, he's episode. eating by himself. He's just quietly eating all their food. To that was te- the way- really to funny. Taste it. That was really, really funny. <laughs> and I am, I can't say 100%, but I am 99% certain he was much happier in that environment. And he made that choice because he did not want to have to dine with them he- again. Yeah, didn't even interact with the contestants while he's like, "I'm be back here the entire time," and then just kind of was like stood over them for a second, yeah. and then was like eating my little bite of this. He just like didn't want to be. Yeah, I think he just like yeah. didn't want to hang out with Ted Allen again. He was no. like, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll come to dinner again. I'll meet you at cut at cot and the April again." And he's like, "Who else coming?" And Padma's like, "Oh, it's me, and it's um." Uh, you know that guy Jeffrey Zakarian, Zakarian, Ted Ted Allen. Allen. I'm busy. I have to go in the kitchen and watch them. I want to be in the back to really try and study up on what they're doing wrong, so I have something for a judge's table. That's what I'll be doing. He's just back there eating. He's stuffing his face while they're running around. He literally is in one shot, just taking a spoon into their food on the stove and eating it, and then walking away. He's like, "That looks good." Is that ready yet? Can I eat that? No. <laughs> Who's it? Whose order is that? That Pat Who? might eat that. You should yeah, get another one. She's not, she's not she told me. This. She's not even going to be here. She's leaving. She's got. A she new told me I could have hers. Yeah. She said, "Just it. give me her." She doesn't want this anyway. Yeah. Let me eat this. I'm going to eat it over here too. You guys yeah. don't don't you don't need to don't talk. worry about me. Don't worry about me. I love how Stephen is talking too much to the customers again about wine, um, mm-hmm. and then Dale gets upset about that. He's not being straightforward though. Dale is just being passive aggressive, like, uh, maybe you're doing over service. Yeah. yeah. But we don't get a reaction from Steven, which is a little de- no. disappointing. Yeah. But which I mean, that, I think that's because Brian Cranston maybe came out of character and so they were like, Ugh, we gotta cut yeah. this. Yeah. We're like, Hey, you're supposed to give us a Steven reaction. Just yeah, he was back. like, I'm the one who knocks and they're like, Oh, cut, no, that's yeah. the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can we, um this. So, Trey in the episode says, "I can make bread pudding in my sleep," mm-hmm. and he did. And then, but then at the end, they were like, "You sucked at making bread pudding," and he was like, "I never said I was good at it. <laughs> yeah. like, said that I could do it." And this uh. is very tricky because he is correct. He never yeah. said he was good at it. He only he just said, said he, he could, could make, make it, it in his sleep. sleep. He said he could do it. And it was very simple and plain bread pudding, and that's why he could make it in his sleep because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And CJ, <clears throat> let's let's just get into this. Let's just skip right to Judge Table because I'm I'm fired up because CJ, he didn't watch Trey's back, and you know he I think CJ should have gone home, especially if you take into account how many points CJ has compared to uh, Trey at this point. What did CJ do this episode? Lobster salad that was too salty. Lobster salad. Get too him out of here. On. He's the one who messed up both on both restaurant wars. Yeah. Trey, so Trey executed last time. I agree. I think the issue was Trey is the executive chef and they really hated that salmon that he made. Like, yeah. I thought Ted was going cheese. to attack someone. He paired cheese with I, fish. I also yeah. want to know how bad this actually was because we only yeah. hear from De Vincenzo, whatever. And um, Ted Allen, who who hate it. We don't hear what Padma thinks about it, which is odd because I like if it was that bad, they would all pile onto it. But I f- feel like either they cut it or like the other ones didn't really 
care that much, but he was like, it's like, he said, it's like a car crash in Times Square, which you have to, which to say Times Square means he says that it's a lot of civilian casualties is what he's saying. (laughs) Well, how'd you get your car in there? Because it's only for pedestrians. Yeah. Why would you say car crash in Times Square? Unless you were talking about loss of civilian's life. (laughs) This is very funny for Brian. So let's keep going. Um, He just said that this. Salmon dish is so bad, it is compared to. We got it. <laughs> um, yeah, Pat was like, "It's not that bad. It's bad, it's but not, like, it's not that bad. Take it easy." Yeah, I mean, I think I wonder sometimes if it's like the dish that they got wasn't great because, like, they talk about a lot of people, or, or some of them liked the lamb. And, like, Tom didn't like the lamb. He thought, like, the Mm -hmm. lamb was, like, either undercooked or something like that. So, I mean, there's a preference to it, but I also wonder if it's, like, the dish, the certain dish that people got maybe were, like, over-seasoned or something like that. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. We got also got another one of my favorite things that the judges say is they say things like, hey, it's already dead. Don't kill it again. We got one of those things, which I think is always great. Thank you. Thank you. uh, What's your name? Jeffrey's a like the, the monkfish is already also like Casey agreed that she overcooked the monkfish. Why didn't she just did she overcook all of them? And or if like you knew that you're overcooking them, why not stop overcooking them? Yeah, you can just yeah. do the next one not as much. It, is it maybe just like a save face kind of thing when you're on the um uh, like when when the judges are like talking to you, you just are like, I'm just gonna agree with them a lot, and it makes me feel like I'm smart. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Tom is mad at judges' table. <clears throat> I don't know if we want to keep this part in, but uh, I think it's funny. Tom is mad at judges' table because he can still taste the bad dishes on his flavor saver mustache. You guys see that thing? I didn't. I didn't clock it. I didn't clock it either. But it's but you're saying it is specifically a flavor saver brand mustache? Yeah. Okay. I guess it's one of those things. I just thought a mustache was called a flavor saver, but maybe it's one of those like Xerox and I mean printer things. Flavor saver is a brand of mustache, but I just associate mustache with flavor saver. Like band-aid instead of like bandage. Oh, I thought it was the under part underneath your lip was the specific flavor saver part. Under your lip is yeah. Soul Patch. Oh, you're right. Boy, hey, I'm new to the mustache game. <laughs> <clears throat> this episode's wild. Hey, Trey, Trey got eliminated. And let's wild. just talk about this real quick. Uh, based on the standings, um, Trey has the mo- more points than people who, who, even after winning this episode, he still has more points than them. Trey could have won this if he got through this. Yes, but here's mm-hmm. my issue. Well, it's not even an issue. It's just a sign of the times. This is a point in time where a show had no problem kicking off a black contestant who was actually good um, because they didn't perform. Whereas now we've seen the show and they're kind of give like a black contestant too many chances to mess up. You know, like maybe over and over again in the same way to mess up, you know, like not delivering food <laughs> when it's time to deliver food. Yeah, times there are changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll leave and it to it, our listeners. And is it for the better? Or how is they it for feel the worse? About it? 
Yeah, listeners, open-ended question. Yeah, open-ended question. Leave us because a review. Tell us if it's for the better I'm not going to answer the question. <laughs> Brian has no, an opinion have. about it. <clears throat> He's already texted it to us all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Trey goes homeless. Listen. Trey, please pack your knives and go. I knew taking the position of executive chef, I was putting my neck kind of on the cutting block. I told uh, CJ if we didn't succeed, that I probably would be going home. It's like I'm headed to the gym early. Executive chef, head of the ship. Trey was definitely one of the best chefs in the house. Always thought that uh, Trey would definitely be here until the end. Trey is eliminated and it sucks. It's just sad to see him go and he took it as a man. Enjoy yourself. They could have pegged CJ for being in low production and not of much help, but if an executive chef can't lead a team to success, then that executive chef is a flaw. I feel like this show is really giving me the knowledge to open my own restaurant and be very successful. Guarantee when I create new menus and I execute more food, I won't make these same mistakes. So there's no more black people in the show, and we have uh, what is that? one, two, three, four, five more weeks of this show. I don't know how I'm gonna get through it. There's no more bold people in the show. I'll figure out a way to keep myself invested in the show. But as soon as black people are left off of any show, I lose fifty percent of my investment. That's why yeah, when I was but- watching Black Panthers. I was like, I hope not too many people die in this movie because my investment's gonna go down. Yeah, you're interested. Because if if the English Jim from the English version of The Office is the only guy left alive at the end of this movie, I'm not going to be very invested in the sequel. Mm-hmm. That's true. Bilbo Baggins. Um, Bilbo Baggins. Yes. Trey shouldn't have gone home, right? I don't think so. And I think if he, he survived to go home this... this week, but he shouldn't have gone home. I think he like I... he had a horrible week, but so, like, but his track record a... is better. But what did everyone else do? He he made two dishes. One of them, he no, he made three dishes. He did the most work. What did CJ do? He made one bad thing and then didn't do anything else. CJ might get yelled at next week for playing it safe, but like this week. If traded three dishes, two of them sucked, and he was responsible for the rest of the dishes as being executive chef. So he deserved he he earned his 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 ticket home. Unfortunately, I disagree. I think if you look at everyone that's left, let's say we don't know who wins. I would say that Trey and Hung were the people that I would be like those one of those is going to win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Trey has been so consistent the whole time. That since there was one other person that was kind of messed up too, why wouldn't they like give him a chance? Because they're yeah. like, Trey is probably the best person here, or tied with the best person here. They don't do track CJ right has fifteen do points. Right Casey mm-hmm. has eleven and a half points. She should have been eliminated. She's the one who hasn't even been performing consistently. Trey, let's look at Trey. Trey won the elimination in the first episode. Won the elimination in week six. Week seven, won the quick fire in week uh, four and five, and number two. Like Top Chef doesn't do track record though. They don't look at track records. It's all what have you done for me lately? Sucks. 
It's brutal. Okay, well, uh, let's move on to a, ne- a new segment uh, for a closing bit called uh, A Wife's Tale. This is where uh, one of us goes and grabs our wife and they come tell us a story. So go ahead, you guys. Not doing that. <laughs> yeah, this episode's already too long. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell Maybe you a next tale about time. my wife. Okay. Okay, that works still. Give me a topic. I'll do it ass cat style. Sorry. Okay. Rat scrap style. <laughs> Got a copyright. Um, so uh rain there. Uh rain. So Carrie has this really And I'm sorry, that's all the time we have. <laughs> so tune in next week when we talk about season three, episode twelve. Uh no, go ahead, Brian. It's not a story I was gonna say. She has a cute raincoat that's got a duck on it. Is that it? <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's it. All right. Cute raincoat with duck on it. Thank you, Brian, for uh, a segment called A Wife's Tale. Um, so for real, next time, we'll uh, see you guys. Until next time, we'll back on the and go find that out.